Theo, you're proposing to someone here for the second time. Okay, okay, okay. I got Get this. in that headspace. Get in that headspace. You were too generous to trifle with me. <laughs> if your feelings are still what they were last April, tell me so. At once. My affections and wishes are unchanged, but one word from you will silence me on the subject forever. <laughs> That's probably how he said it, right, Jackie? Yeah. You are too generous to trifle with me. <laughs> That's not what I said. <laughs> if someone heard you saying that, they would not know that that, that was a proposal. everyone, welcome to Fire the Canon, the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon and decide if they belong or not. Nice. This week, our opinions are still Rachel's. I'm going to have some opinions. <laughs> okay, there goes Theo. Um, I'm the most worthless man in Great Britain, Jackie. I'm Mr. Bennett's favorite son-in-law, Rachel. And I'm the conclusion of a beautiful courtship, Theo, the producer. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. He is not a host. Got a lot of titles. <laughs> He's the producer yeah. of a beautiful conclusion. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> we are finishing up. Uh, cross my fingers. We, I hope we are finishing up Pride and Prejudice this week. We're going to be giving you the conclusion to this, as Rachel calls it, perfect novel. And we're going to see if the producer thinks it's perfect or not, because he's the only one we've got to impress. But remember, he's a man. Yeah. Just don't forget about that. Like, if you forgot, don't. Do not. Every time before we start recording, I tell them, impress me. (laughs) (laughs) The reason we're continuing to do this podcast is because we haven't impressed him yet. So we... <laughs> keep <Yeah>. trying. <laughs> he, he, he keeps coming back to produce it, and it's just like an exercise in shame and disgrace Not for everyone. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> You've humiliated me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get going. So, this part I do think we should do a little bit of a discussion about. Okay. Actually, hang on. Sorry, I had to burp real quick. Whoa. Wow, right in the microphone. It was not right in the microphone. I covered I'm going to my... put that in my sampler so I can make a beat out of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> put in your thesis. <laughs> can I um, rap over Nothing that? Nothing can stop you, I'm sure. Okay, so I had a nightmare this week, and I'm not going to talk about the whole nightmare. I already told Rachel and Theo, but um, part of it was that someone accused me of having ulterior motives in making this podcast. Mm. I'll tell you straight up, my ulterior motive is I keep hoping someone's going to sign me to a rap label. Hasn't happened yet. Oh, no. That's what it is? I think you're going about this all wrong. <laughs> we'll see. Am I? Maybe not. You haven't done any rapping whatsoever. <laughs> this is how Kanye started. Oh, really? On a literature podcast? <laughs> yeah, he started a literature podcast, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And he met up with Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I love the pod, man. You've got to get you making beats on Def Jam. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was the producer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When we last left off, Lizzie had found out that her youngest sister, Lydia, had just eloped with Mr. Wickham, who is a cad. With a D. Not a cat. If he was a cat, he's not a cat. He would be in Jackie's house right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He, his friend, didn't think he was going to marry Lydia. Basically, he was just going to keep her as his mistress, which would have been even worse. Apparently, yeah, it would have been way worse. I had trouble kind of figuring out what the family wanted. Like, I know that Mrs. Bennett and a lot of the others are like, he better marry her now because they're living together essentially. Like, number one, don't run away with a man. Number two, if you run away, get married right away. Number three, if you don't get married right away, get married soon after with no one knowing there was a gap. Mm. That's the ranking. The worst thing possible is not getting married and people knowing that it happened. 
because that can destroy the whole family. But we've known Lydia was a fool this whole time. Well, she's literally 16 also. And Mr. Wickham is like 27. But the (laughs) family spends a long time kind of in disarray wondering, okay, is he going to make a fool of her? Is he going to leave her by the wayside and and not actually marry her after this point? Which the thing I was going to talk about is on Lizzie's carriage ride back with the gardeners, they have a discussion. And her uncle says, well... Lydia is not friendless in this world. Like, your family has resources. They're friends with Mr. Wickham's colonel in his regiment. Like, surely he wouldn't just run off with her. Like, he knows what that something would happen, that people would go after them. And also they say, like, your dad has some money. He can get some money from your dad if he marries her. And Lizzie's like, well... I don't know. I think he just really sucks. And so that's what gives her a little bit of hope is thinking, okay, he knows that she has connections, that she's not totally unprotected, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, it seems like that doesn't really matter to him because he still thinks that he could find a richer wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, they get home and they're able to read the letter Lydia wrote to the colonel's wife saying like, oh, I'm running away to get married which tells them that she never she intended on doing the less dishonorable thing that she wasn't planning to just run away with him and not get married. Oh. In chapter 48, we find out that Mr. Bennett has gone away to London and his wife is really worried because she's crying and saying like if he meets Mr. Wickham, he's going to have to challenge him to a duel and then he's going to get killed and then the Collinses will kick us out of this house. Man, say what you like about being a woman, but at least we don't really have to worry about duels anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that was more of a man's problem. I don't know. It's probably more of a woman's problem. If he's killed in a duel, that's it for him. Everybody had a problem with duels. (laughs) (laughs) Just bad all around. Do you ever just like sit and think to yourself, I'm happy duels aren't a thing anymore? Uh, I thank God every day. <laughs> you yeah. know that you would have been called out by now. Me? Yeah. At what point do you start having duels? Like they wouldn't make children have duels, right? Right. I think you would probably have to be an adult. Okay. <laughs> I just, I think there's something so weird about the idea of you not really wanting to have to kill someone or get in a fight, but just your honor requires you to. So two people have to get together and one of them has to kill the other one. No, you can just shoot into the air. You can shoot, like, just wing them, whatever. There are a lot of ways to fulfill your honor. But there's still the risk that the other person is going to shoot you. Yeah, right? there's so- a risk. Hold on. This is dark. <laughs> what if you shoot yourself during a duel? Is the other person considered to have killed you? That mm. probably makes you lose even more honor than not fighting the duel. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so their uncle runs off to London to try to find Mr. Bennett and hopefully prevent the duel. When did duels stop? When someone dies. <laughs> no, like, when did we stop having them? Was there a law made to stop having duels? There were laws against dueling, but dueling continued for a while after that. That's why in the U.S., you would hear about people, like, going to New Jersey for duels because they were illegal in New York, but they were legal in New Jersey. Ah. Yeah, you'd have to, like, go out into the countryside. You would invite a doctor. The doctor would turn away and not watch the duel so that they could be like, oh, I just happened to be there. I didn't know this was going on. (laughs) I was just taking a stroll through this toxic waste field in New Jersey and came upon this duel. (laughs) I mean, it, it was some time after dueling was outlawed that it actually stopped. Like all the best things. <laughs> so everyone in town hates Mr. Wickham now. And they all talk about how they knew he was terrible the whole time. And also he suddenly <laughs> owes everyone a ton of money, which is maybe a little true, but probably not totally true. I mean, true. in the narrative, there's no hint whatsoever that it's not true. The hint is that 
it is 100% accurate that he owes people tons of money, but that they were keeping it to themselves because they thought he was a great guy and everyone loved him. So they were like, oh, well, he just happens for to... for not understanding. Yeah, he just happens to owe me a lot of money, but he's so nice, I'm sure he'll pay it back. But then as soon as they heard that he had run off with this young teen, average age teen, then they started talking <laughs> about all this bad stuff he's been up to. Oh, man, Lydia is the age that we were when we met. <sighs> I know. It's a good thing none of us were a 28-year-old scoundrel. True. Just hanging out at camp. Like Theo is now. <laughs> oh, man. That's, oh, my gosh, Theo's like the age of Mr. Wickham. The metamorphosis is complete, yeah. <laughs> or Mr. Darcy. Oh. There, there you go. Not so bad. <laughs> yeah. It seems like he's been canceled, right? Mr. Darcy? No, uh, Wickham. Wickham. Yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like they've discovered he's doing something weird with... A teen. Yeah, I guess a teen. <laughs> and everyone's turning against him. Yeah, that's true. And more stuff is coming to light. That's good. Okay, hurry up and get to my favorite part, because I want to talk about well, that. Well, what I want to do is read the letter from Mr. Collins. That's my favorite part. Well, I'm there. <laughs> if you look at my outline, you'll see that I'm there. <laughs> We're reading the whole letter. It's really funny. It's not going to get into the podcast, but Theo has to hear it. I'm so excited. I'm going to cut out all of this. Not all of it. So are you reading it or am I? I'll read it. Okay. Can't wait to cut this out. So while Mr. Bennett is in London, Mr. Collins sends a letter which Jane and Lizzie open and read. My dear sir, I feel myself called upon by our relationship and my situation in life to condole with you on the grievous affliction you are now suffering under, of which we were yesterday informed by a letter from Hertfordshire. No arguments shall be wanting on my part that can alleviate so severe a misfortune. Sounds kind of nice so far, right? I can't say anything to make you feel better. Mm -hmm. Or that may comfort you under a circumstance that must be of all others most afflicting to a parent's mind. The death of your daughter would have been a blessing in comparison of this. Wow. And it is the more to be lamented, because there is reason to suppose, as my dear Charlotte <laughs> informs me, that this licentiousness of behavior in your daughter has proceeded from a faulty degree of indulgence. I am inclined to think that her own disposition must be naturally bad, or she could not be guilty of such an enormity at so early an age. And Lydia's always been a problem. So he says, my wife says it's your fault because you're bad parents, whereas I think your daughter was just born bad. <laughs> this is the part that kills me. <laughs> this consideration leads me, moreover, to reflect with augmented satisfaction on a certain event of last November. For had it been otherwise, I must have been involved in all your sorrow and disgrace. <laughs> Let me advise you then, my dear sir, to console yourself as much as possible, to throw off your unworthy child from your affection forever and leave her to reap the fruits of her own heinous offense. Wow. wow. I didn't know he was capable of being so mean. Steven said, what a petty bitch, because I read him <laughs> while he was chopping the squash earlier. <laughs> Mr. Collins was not trying to be petty. He truly was like, I'm going to write a really nice letter. <laughs> really? Yes. There's like nothing nice in I know. He says, I'm so satisfied that I'm not involved in your disgrace. Yeah, that doesn't he says, sound like he's... I know. That's what's so funny about it. Mr. Collins is always doing this kind of shit. He's like, oh, by the way, I told my boss what happened, and I'm very happy that I'm not married to your daughter. Bye. <laughs> How can he think that's nice to say, well, they, we all agree that, um, unfortunately, none of your other daughters will ever be married. There's no way he thinks it's nice. He does. He definitely does. 
I could see if he says that, he like accidentally says the wrong thing. But he sits down and thinks about you it. You don't write a letter. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. Mr. Collins is always doing this. I wish we could have read you all of his other speeches and notes and things because I think then it would be more obvious to you. But no, those I agree with. I've read no, those. This is not him being petty. Like he feels <laughs> petty on the inside, but he's thinking I'm being nice. Like he is satisfied that he's not married to Lizzie or whatever, but he really is thinking to himself, this is a great letter that I'm writing to my family in their time of need (laughs) it would have been better if she died anyway so mr bennett he returns by himself and he tells lizzie that he feels like it's his fault that lydia turned out this way and he wishes he'd listened to her and blah 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 and he tells kitty basically he says to her if you are a good girl for the next 10 years i will take you to a review at the end of it like teasing her saying she'll never be able to leave the house and she doesn't realize he's joking and like runs off crying what do you think about that theo kitty i wish he hadn't made her cry okay so in the next chapter mr gardner has found wickham and lydia they are not married which is bad but he writes that they will get married if mr bennett agrees to give her her share of her inheritance after her parents die which would be a thousand pounds or like a hundred thousand dollars in today's money and also he has to pay them a hundred pounds a year every year that mr bennett is alive but mr bennett thinks that's not that bad because i already give her about 90 pounds a year just in frivolous spending money so i I wouldn't be losing that much (laughs) i think he says he's actually probably saving a little bit of money for doing that (laughs) yeah if he married her would he not already get the inheritance well he's worried she'll get written out of the will ah i see Yeah, because Mr. Bennett's furious with her. Yeah. I see. And in fact, he doesn't want to have anything to do with her. He wants to never see her again, not go to the wedding, not even acknowledge it. But he's persuaded otherwise by his family. Mr. Bennett is like, I can't believe... He says, Mr. Wickham is a fool if he takes her with a farthing less than 10,000 pounds. I should be sorry to think so ill of him in the very beginning of our relationship. So he says, like, there's no way that he's going to marry Kitty or Lydia for such a small amount of money. Surely Mr. Gardner also paid off Mr. Wickham's debts. He would have married Kitty for free. Mm. People would pay to marry Kitty. (laughs) Everyone loves Kitty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Mrs. Bennett is thrilled about the wedding. She immediately forgets that she was mad at Mr. Wickham. She loves Mr. Wickham now. And she says to her daughters, like, of course Mr. Gardner should pay for all of Mr. Wickham's debts. He's our family member. If he didn't have his own family, then we would inherit all his money when he dies anyway. But he does have a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the other thing. Mr. Bennett's like, I don't understand why he's done this. Why he's He must have given Wickham a bunch of money to get him to agree to this. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. And how are we ever going to repay him? So it's a little bit of a mystery. So the next chapter, um, yeah, Mr. Bennett says, like, I'm not going to support them. They can't even come to the house. And Lizzie's thinking, like, oh, well, now that everything is concluded, I kind of wish I hadn't told Mr. Darcy about it because he's definitely not going to want anything to do with me now. And also she realizes that, oh, she's actually in love with him and she would happily marry him if she there could. There it is. And that they she would said, be a perfect couple. <laughs> Yeah. She realizes Wait. that he's the perfect match for her. <laughs> yes, Theo. This is kind of a, a huge thing you're dropping on me right now. That's how it's dropped. Yeah. <laughs> it is literally dropped with her. Do you want to read it, Jackie? <laughs> yeah, she began now to comprehend that he was exactly the man who in disposition and talents would most suit her. His understanding and temper, though unlike her own, would have answered all her wishes. It was a union 
and Union. That must have mm-hmm. been to the advantage an of An onion. Both. It was an onion. By her ease and liveliness, his mind might have been softened, his manners improved, and from his judgment, information, and knowledge of the world, she must have received benefit of greater importance. Yeah, so that's how she drops it. So yeah, she's like, actually, I'm 100% in she love says, with him. man, I wish that I had accepted his proposal. Bad timing. Well, yeah. do you like that? That she likes him now? The way it's written. Do you do you like that, or do you... This is the time that she comes out and says it, but it's pretty obvious from earlier. Okay. So, Mr. Wickham also is joining a new regiment far away, which makes sense. Like, he kind of betrayed his commanding officer by running off with Lydia, and Mr. Gardner is going to pay <laughs> off all his debts. I'm see- uh, That wasn't a joke. <laughs> you, you, you can just do that? You can just, like, go to a different regiment? and it would be- You have to pay, yeah. He'd sell out as far as his current commission goes, and then he was going to buy another one somewhere else. But the new guy wouldn't be like, what's your experience? And he would say, oh, I used to work for this one. And then the new guy's like, well, what happened? He'd look at his and, resume and be like, you've skipped around a little yeah, bit. You buster. just run off to elope with people all the time. <laughs> they probably just needed a lot of soldiers. I feel like maybe Napoleon was doing something at this time. I don't know. Because <laughs> all their soldiers were just eloping. <laughs> yeah. There's too many damn Bennett sisters. Yeah, well, you were saying, like, what's your experience with this? Do you think they would ask a man, like, he's going to be a soldier. What's your experience? Just Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Dead? Great. <laughs> we're on the same page. Good <laughs> job for you. Um, so... Mr. Gardner is going to pay off all of Mr. Wickham's debts from Brighton. And then he says, could Mr. Bennett pay off the ones in Meryton? Mr. Bennett's like, that's a great deal. It's too good to be true. Yeah, he thinks it's a great deal. Lizzie and Jane finally convince him to let Lydia come by to say goodbye to them. Because he really wasn't going to let them come by. Here's the funny part. He says, had he done his duty in that respect, Lydia need not have been indebted to her uncle for whatever of honor or credit could now be purchased for her. The satisfaction of prevailing on one of the most worthless young men in Great Britain to be her husband might then have rested in its proper place. So he's saying he wishes he could be the one one who forced a worthless young man to marry his daughter. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like they had the wrong strategy. (laughs) Like they should have murdered him or something? You think everybody has the wrong strategy. I'm going to be famous one day. (laughs) No, you have to be a famous rapper or else Theo's correct that you were wrong. That's true. (laughs) What was that, Theo? The whole thing about them not saving because they were expecting to have a boy at some point. It reminds me of playing Scrabble with my grandma and my brother Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And Seth just kept saying, if I just draw a cue, I can get a good enough word that I can win. If I can just draw a cue. And he went like multiple turns just hoping he would draw a cue. And I had the cue the whole time, which makes me a little devilish boy. A little devilish Um, boy. And then afterwards, my grandma talked to my mom and she was like, I'm worried about Seth. <laughs> she thought that, that that Scrabble strategy was indicative of how he was going to live his life. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, so what would that mean for his life? That he would just... Like he's always risking it all for some big, bold strategy. But in the meantime, he wasn't doing anything because he just kept waiting for that cue. Yeah, it's like these get-rich-quick schemes. Like he That's was just going to lounge around and just be like, if I could just win the lottery. Yeah. Basically like gambling, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next chapter, Lydia and Mr. Wickham visit the Bennett 
family, and they stay for 10 days, which is called a short visit. And it's a terrible chapter to read because neither one of them is embarrassed. Lydia forces everyone in the family to congratulate her on her marriage and talks about how great Mr. Wickham is. Elizabeth is horrified to find that Lydia is still Lydia, untamed, unabashed, wild, noisy, fearless. Sounds great if it wasn't that she's married to this guy. Otherwise, I'm like, yeah, you do you, girlfriend. So Lydia insists on telling Lizzie about her wedding day and goes through it in great detail. And she lets it slip that Mr. Darcy was there and then says like, oh, don't let anyone know I told you because I promised him and Mr. Wickham I wouldn't say anything. Loose lips. Mm -hmm. So Lizzie writes to her aunt Gardner for more information about that. Annie G. Annie G. That pretzel franchise never took off. Think of Auntie Anne's, Auntie G's. <laughs> I'm sorry, please. Oh no, I can't say it. I can't say it. Keep that in, Theo. Keep that in. That was really can't good. Can't say what? Okay. I can't say. Cut that out. Because <laughs> then I leave it in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> the mystery cord's back. Yay! I knew there was more mystery. Guys, I really think we should just ignore it. Everyone's favorite character, the third host. I'm telling you, I just want to ignore it. We don't need to listen. What if it has something to say? It's not worth it. Yes, it is. It's it's not going to have anything to say. No, 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 no. I'm not going back to Pride and Prejudice until we attend to this mystery. Jackie, Jackie, we don't have any more mysteries. We can't do this. (laughs) It's just supposed to be a quick bit. Did I ruin it? I was sitting in my office and Jackie ruined everything. <laughs> All right, back to Pride and Prejudice. What? Now she can't say her R's? <laughs> well, that was her character. No, but She's the character, character could say her R's in the mystery. No, 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 no. There were, just weren't any R's in the script, so you didn't notice. Oh, yeah. Listen back, audience. <laughs> there weren't any R's. Uh-huh. It's the case of the missing R's. <laughs> That's the true mystery. Where'd it go? <laughs> I don't think I did it. Now you're that. sounding like a baby. <laughs> We do need more baby talk in this podcast, don't we? (laughs) And that bit totally failed. Okay, back to Pride and Prejudice. The next chapter, chapter 52, Aunt G writes a letter and says that Mr. Darcy said that he blamed himself for not telling the world about Mr. Wickham. So he, there's some governess he knew in London who had been let go for unspecified reasons. He was friends with Wickham. And we know from context clues that she was his younger sister's governess who let his sister run away with Wickham. So Mr. Darcy fired her, but he knows that she's probably still in touch with Mr. Wickham. So he thinks to himself, I bet this woman knows where Mr. Wickham is. So he finds her in London, he bribes her or threatens her or whatever, and it turns out she does know where Wickham is. So um, he finds Lydia and says, go home to your family. But she refuses to leave. She says, like, I don't really care about my family. I'm sure we'll get married at some point, so I'm not worried about it. He talks to Wickham. It turns out Wickham never wanted to marry Lydia. Mr. Darcy talks to him a bunch and works out some sort of plan, which they know involves him paying tons and tons of money. So that's the mystery solved. It wasn't the uncle that gave a whole bunch of money to Wickham to get him to actually marry Lydia. It was Lil D. Little D. He did it in secret. And Aunt G says that they wouldn't have let him do all of that, except that she's convinced he had, wink, wink, another motive. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I liked all those parts in the letter where she doesn't ever say anything directly, but there's all these little italicized words and she says things. Like like, very Holden (laughs) Caulfield-esque. 
your uncle would never have yielded if we had not given him credit for another interest in the affair. Oh, he wants some of uh, Mr. Bennett's inheritance also. Yeah, that's what it is. He wants that sweet, sweet thousand pounds. He wants a couple pounds a year. She also says, um, you know, I, I hope you'll forgive me for saying this, Lizzie, but I just really like Mr. Darcy. He's almost perfect. He's almost perfect. The only thing he could use is just a little more liveliness. And uh, if he marries prudently, his wife might teach him that. Ooh. She says, all this man needs is a good wife. What if his real motives were just to continue being in the book? It's like, I got to do something to stay in this book. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll forget about me. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, Lydia and Wickham are there. Mr. Wickham tries to talk with Lizzie yet again and be like, oh, yeah, you know, that Mr. Darcy, he really sucks, right? But she shuts it down. No, no, no. I know. He tries to say that. He's delightful. I know. He's delightful now. And Mr. Wickham, we hate him. Theo, you're supposed to be liking Kitty. He can like other characters, too. He just has to like Kitty. He, he is Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Right. He tries to, like, gauge where he stands with Lizzie, which she does shut down, but at the end of the conversation, she's like, look, we're brother and sister now, so let's not talk about the past anymore. As brothers and sisters do. Chapter 53, so Lydia and Wickham leave, and she says, oh, we're not going to see you for two or three years. How far the... Why do they have to not see each other for two or three years? That's not true. Lydia's just being silly. Really? Okay. She's like, oh, I'm sure I'll be too busy being a wife to visit you guys. Blah, blah, blah. She's just showing off that she's married. Exactly. God, I hate her. You Actually, you want to hear something <laughs> bad she did? Oh, yeah. They go yeah. into the sitting room after dinner. So Lydia says Jane is going to sit next to her mother, and Lydia, like, waves Jane away and is like, no, 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 I take precedence now because I'm married. <gasps> you have to sink your station, Jane. It's just so silly. Okay, so... It turns out Mr. Bingley's coming back to town, and again, Mr. Bennett refuses to visit him. Jane and Lizzie talk, and Jane says, like, I'm fine, I'm fine, don't worry about me, it's not a problem. Soon after Bingley arrives, he and Mr. Darcy visit Longbourn together, and Mrs. Bennett is still super nice to Bingley and really, really rude to Darcy. And Lizzie is like, what is Mr. Darcy doing here? He must be here because he wants to maybe take me back. So she's looking for all these little signs, but he's... No, she's thinking, what, what is she's he hoping. doing here? Yeah. But he doesn't really talk to her. She is also just very stressed because she's thinking no one else in the family knows all that he's done for us except me. And my mom is being so rude to him. Aww. Every time she dares to look at him, she's trying to see, is he looking at me? But she says just as often as he was looking at her, he was looking at Jane. And more often he was looking at the floor. Which, by the way, he paid Mr. Wickham at least like $3 million to marry Lydia. <laughs> Paying <laughs> off his debts and everything and buying the new commission. And also the amount of money he spent looking for them was like several thousand dollars of today's money. He probably spent like 3000 just hunting them down. That's crazy. How romantic. How romantic. How romantic. I thought Thea said, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, why did he come if he's, you know, why did he accompany Mr. Bingham? Mr. Bingley. <laughs> why do I keep saying that? It's because it was a building at UNC. Yeah. But that's a stressful chapter for her. Mrs. Bennett brags about Lydia's marriage to Mr. Wickham <laughs> to both of these guys. And also, it's pretty obvious to... Lizzie and the narrator that the Bing boy is still interested in Jane. Oh, yeah, of course. Bing bong's at it again. Bing bong, that's his name. Okay, so the next chapter, um, Bingley and Darcy end up, like, joining a hunting party. It's covey season, something like that. Uh, Apparently, the 1st of September is when you have to kill all the birds or they'll kill you. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. They play 
card games, and so on, but Mr. Darcy barely speaks to Lizzie at all. One time he does bring her an empty coffee cup, and they, like, exchange a couple sentences, but that's it. Here's a funny story about a coffee cup. I had, like, a great-great-grandfather or a great-uncle or something. I'm not quite sure how he was related to me, but he I guess he had Parkinson's, which is not funny. But he would, like, sit on a park bench, and he had his coffee cup outside, and, you know, because you have Parkinson's, so he was shaking. People used to come by and drop money into his coffee because they thought he was begging. Because he was shaking it? Because he had Parkinson's. They thought he was shaking it to say, like, put something in here. Yeah. But he had coffee in the cup, and they were putting money People just kept coffee. ruining his coffee. What on earth? Hopefully they gave him enough money that he could at least get more coffee. It's a true story. It's been passed down through my family. Just, <laughs> God damn it, these, these well-meaning people just ruined my coffee again. He needs a thermos or something. It's too late. He was her great-great-grandfather. <laughs> He's been dead for many decades, but yeah. Let me go put a thermos on his grave. Just put, yeah, put one on his grave and be like, no one's going to put <laughs> coins in this, peepaw. Here you go. I got you a lid. <laughs> and, and then it rolls the credits. Like, that's like the, <laughs> the end of his life emotional story. final scene. <laughs> yeah. And his ghost, his ghost is finally allowed to rest. He's like, I've got my thermos. <laughs> and, Jackie, now you don't have to go to hell with Jim Henson anymore. <laughs> What do you mean? I can't wait to go to hell with Don't Jim Henson. Don't go to hell. I'm telling you, you're not going to like it. Yeah. How do you know? It's kind of baked into the premise. I'm so sorry. I'm just so slap happy about that. About going to hell? No. The Muppets? Okay, the Muppets. We got to stop bringing up the Muppets before we record. <laughs> yeah, really. Jackie turns into a real Lydia. Okay. So while they're having lunch, Mr. Bingley sits next to Jane and afterwards she, <gasps> I know, she keeps insisting to Lizzie that they're just indifferent acquaintances. The next chapter, Mr. Darcy goes away for a few days. He's supposedly going to come back. Mr. Bingley visits the family alone and he promises to come back again the next morning. What could be happening? He comes back so early the next morning that no one is dressed. Like they're <gasps> running around in their nightgowns. Oh, no. They all go to the sitting room and Mrs. Bennett very obviously decides that he needs to be alone with Jane. Whereas she'll say like, oh, uh, Kitty, don't you have something that you have to go do? And Kitty keeps saying, like, why are you winking at me, Mom? What are you trying to hint at? And finally she, oh, like, grabs wow. her and drags her out of the room. Don't you need to be coughing somewhere else, Kitty? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she opens the door and she's like, Lizzie, uh, you have to come out now, too. We need to talk to you somewhere else. Like, that level of obviousness, leaving Jane and Bingley alone. I know. People are so weird in this time. And Bingley proposes to Jane. Hooray. She's so happy. <gasps> there are two funny quotes um, at one point, Theo's gonna hate this. Uh, when they're all getting ready, one of the daughters says, Well, Kitty's already ready. She went downstairs. She probably talked to Bingley. And Mrs. Bennett says, Oh, hang Kitty. What? Yeah. Wow. No. Cherish Kitty. <laughs> Cherish her the way she deserves to be. Love alone. Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think this is why your roommate's cat won't leave you alone? He just keeps here and you say, Love Kitty. Yeah, Kitty's, Kitty's the best. <laughs> Always want to hang out with Kitty. <laughs> It's like, why yeah. is Theo so inconsistent? <laughs> human character. I hear him talking about yeah. me all the time in his room. But <laughs> then when I go to scratch him, he doesn't like it. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, what's wrong with that? So after yeah. the, the proposal and the acceptance is announced to the family, Mr. Bennett says to Jane, I have not a doubt of your doing very well together. Your tempers are by no means unlike. You are each of you so complying that nothing will ever be resolved on. So easy that every servant will cheat you. And so generous that you will always exceed your income. Yikes. That's He should have saved that for, like, the wedding no, speech. No, that's just how he is. He, I'm sure he's got more material. Don't worry. So when, when he proposes, is it, like, 
a big grand gesture? Or is it just like a sentence? We don't know. It's it happens behind closed doors. Oh, that's interesting. And that's she tells Lizzie later, like, "Oh, Mister Bingley just proposed to me, and he's gonna go." Talk to our dad about it right now. No, so everything always happens, like, behind closed doors, right? So maybe that's why Lady Catherine is always, like, opening up doors in people's houses. Like, hey, any proposals going on in here? <laughs> Peeking in, yeah. So that's the only way to know. Better not be. <laughs> yep. Chapter 56. Wow. I think Thea will be interested. Now we get some intrigue. Okay, okay, okay. So Lady Catherine shows up. She pops up out of nowhere. Ah. And it says everyone is shocked. And that the people who had never even met Lady Catherine were shocked, but less shocked than Lizzie was. Yeah, otherwise they're just like, why is this old woman just popping out of the ground? I think there must be a little I'm not shocked. You're not shocked Lady Catherine popped up at Longbourn? I mean, I assume she had some other role to play. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let me back in the book, too. (laughs) Yeah, she had to figure something out. So Lady Catherine is ruder than usual, we find out. She asks Lizzie to walk around outside with her and... Lady Catherine says to Lizzie, like, surely you know why I'm here. And Lizzie says, I have no idea why you're here. And she's like, well, I know you're lying. She says, I heard a rumor that you're going to marry Mr. Darcy, and I know that it's impossible. So I just wanted to come down and check. And Lizzie says, if you knew it was impossible, why did you come here? So they have this long argument of her saying, like, if you were ever thinking that, which surely that can't be the case, but if that were to ever be the case, you cannot do that because he's... We've been planning since my daughter was a little baby in her cradle and he was a little baby in his that they would get together. They've been meant for each other their whole lives and this is not going to be upset. She actually says like Mm. that they're perfect for each other because they are cousins. Like because their mothers are sisters, that makes them the perfect couple. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, she's like, the whole world will be against you and so will his family. And Lizzie's like, look, if I was going to marry him and his family didn't want me to, that's their problem, and surely the whole world has better things to do than to care about my potential marriage. So she says, oh, so you are wanting to marry him, and she's like, no, I didn't say that. I just said I'm going to do whatever I want to do and not worry about you guys. But she finally says, like, are you engaged to him? And Lizzie says, no, I'm not. And then she says, can you promise you'll never get engaged to him? (laughs) And she says, no, I'm not going to promise that. And then Lady Catherine tells her she's not going to leave until she promises to never get engaged to her nephew, to which Lizzie says, well, okay, but I'm not ever going to promise that. Isn't that so great to... To know that you're so terrible that you can threaten <laughs> to not leave, and that's like a really bad consequence. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, she had just forced Lizzie or tried to force Lizzie to stay with her for two full months before. Yeah. <laughs> like, didn't she think maybe he might, they might meet each other and something no, might happen? because Lizzie's like, so far beneath them, it would never have occurred to her that such a thing would happen. Theo, here's the quote yeah. for you to read. This is something Lady Catherine says to Lizzie. She says, I will not be interrupted. Hear me in silence. I will not be interrupted. Hear me in silence. Do you want to do that as an intro? Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's it? No, he has to do something from... Something romantic, blah, blah, blah. You know me. Or what if we take (laughs) little bits of Lady Catherine's conversation, intersperse it with romance, and then have it be like a new dialogue? we don't have time for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, The next chapter, Lizzie thinks to herself, well, Lady Catherine's going to go give the same speech to Mr. Darcy and all of these reasons that seem so silly to me. He's so proud that they'll probably make a lot of sense to him. Her dad gets a letter from Mr. Collins and he calls Lizzie in and says, like, 
congratulations of your conquest and reads her the letter, which is Mr. Collins saying, like, she did a great job snagging this man, but I have to say she needs to be careful because Lady Catherine is not happy about it. And her dad is laughing at the letter and how ridiculous it is, and the whole time Lizzie is thinking, like, oh, I wish I hadn't been so uh, vehement about my hatred for Mr. Darcy. To Lady Catherine. To her general. whole family, because her dad's like, this is oh, such a silly oh, letter see, because see, you really hate Mr. Darcy. I and see. then he also okay. says, like, this letter is so ridiculous. I love it. And I, in fact, even prefer Mr. Collins to Mr. Wickham. He said, I love this letter so much. I'm going to frame it, put it on my wall. <laughs> Stick it with some little magnets to the fridge. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love how, like, Mr. Collins, like, doesn't appear ever again in the book, but he just every once in a while comes in with a little letter. Like, he's just a commentator <laughs> on the whole thing. I, I love it. It's so funny. Um, so Lizzie thinks to herself, hey, Mr. Darcy's planning to come back. So if he comes up with some excuse to not come back, I'll know for sure that Lady Catherine's lecture worked on him. No, oh, no. I know. So, oh, it seems like Theo's invested in the couple now. (laughs) This is a nail biter. You should have watched the movie at normal speed instead of at two times speed. Yeah, and skipping everything. So Mr. Bingley and Mr. Darcy show up again, and the whole family goes out walking. Jane and Bingley separate off. Sorry, not the whole family, but a bunch of them. Kitty, Darcy, and Lydia are walking together. Theo, Kitty's here, and it says that she's oh, too. Kitty, she's kitty, so kitty, kitty, kitty. don't 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 say. She's so intimidated <laughs> by Mr. Yeah. Darcy that she doesn't talk at all, and then she kind of runs off to go see a friend. So once Lizzie and Darcy are alone, she thanks him for his help and says, "Like if the rest of my family knew what you'd done for them, everyone would be thanking you, not just me." But she's been like way in her head way before this too. She was not casually just like, "Hey, thanks for your help." She's like, Dude. "Should I say it now?" Should I say it now? Uh, Like that sort of thing? Yeah. Is he going to say it? Am I going to say it? So he tells her, well, you know, your family doesn't really need to thank me because, like, I didn't do it for them. I did all of it for you anyway. So he says to her, if your feelings are still what they were last April, tell me so at once. My affections and wishes are unchanged, but one word from you will silence me on the subject forever. That's what a woman likes to hear. That one word yeah. from her will shut up a man forever. Really? I will never speak another <laughs> word on any, this or any subject ever again. You like to know that if you turn a man down, he's not going to bug you, right? Oh, that's a <laughs> He tried twice. You know, I think twice is okay. Well, because he had hints, you know, it wasn't that he just kept trying, trying. And also it had been several months. And he never said, I paid $3 million yeah, to get your sister right. married to this jackass. So yeah, are, how are your feelings now? <laughs> I'm wondering about well, that. Well, he, like, <laughs> he forced everyone to not tell her. Yeah, he tried really hard to not have his part in it be known. And the uncle even said, like, Mr. Darcy forced me to say that I did it when I actually didn't help at all. Yeah, and he said the aunt was like, I'm so glad that you asked me directly because your uncle felt so uncomfortable taking the credit for this. Yeah. Okay. Why are you making that face? <laughs> I don't understand how that is actually a romantic gesture. Saving your sister and yourself from ruin? I sort of get it in some ways, but I also feel like... It's not that he did it to try to get Lizzie. He just did it because to he... To save her, to help her. To help her because he loves her and he wasn't expecting her to do anything about it in return. Okay. Go ahead, Theo. Explain your discomfort or confusion. Let's get the man's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to throw my money around to fix this problem. And I'm doing it for you, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. But the thing that makes it good is that I did it for you and, and didn't tell you because I wasn't trying to just get the credit for it or something. That's what's 
good about it? It's just like an act of pure love. He doesn't expect anything in return. Okay, there's a few things. Number one, it would have been really good for him to do that anyway, regardless, okay? But it would have been bad if he had done it because he was like, if I spend millions of dollars, this woman will agree to marry me, mm. okay? Because then that would be more like a threat or like blackmail, you know? He's like, I'm saving your sister, so you have to marry me. Instead, he did everything in his power to keep it secret. Because yeah. he knew if the word got around that Lydia didn't get married, Lizzie would have been ruined. Like, she couldn't have married anyone, and certainly not him. So he did it to protect her. And also he just didn't want her to suffer. Would this work on you now? <laughs> Let's say he he saves one of your sister's reputation. <laughs> or life. And does it by paying $3 million. I think if a man saved one of my sisters in any way, like whether or not it was with money, that would make me more inclined to look favorably upon him. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're asking me? She was already in love with him before she knew that, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. She was like, already yeah. in love with him. Fair enough. So yeah, if someone I was already in love with also happened to save one of my sisters, I'd be like, cool. That makes you even better. <laughs> yeah. And if he also did it without even wanting you to know, that's even better. Yeah. Because that means he wasn't trying to woo her with his wealth. You know, he was just trying to do a good thing with his money. So she turned him down once, and then he thinks, maybe I'll just try one more time, and then I'll never speak of it again if you don't want me to. So that's good. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Men. Good job. Yeah. And she accepts. And then on their walk back, they're kind of talking about what brought this about, and he tells her that Lady Catherine came over and was so angry that she refused to say she would never get engaged to him that he thought oh, maybe she would get engaged to me. And that made him want to propose again. <laughs> yeah, so it was Lady Catherine who really fomented this whole thing. They talk about Jane and Bingley's future, and it says that Lizzie thinks to herself that she wants to tease him about how Bingley is so, like, amenable. Like, he's so easily led by his friends, but she's like, I'll tease him more later. He's not used to it right now. But he tells <laughs> her, like, he doesn't want to say that he gave Bingley his permission to marry Jane, but he basically kind of did. And he also admits to Bingley that he concealed her presence in London and that Mr. Bingley was really, really mad about it. But now that Jane agreed to marry him, he's forgiven him. Mm. We're almost done. All right. So the next chapter, Lizzie tells Jane that she's engaged to Mr. Darcy and Jane does not believe her. She thinks she is telling a joke or making it up or whatever because Lizzie hasn't told anyone about her feelings. Everyone still thinks Lizzie hates him. So Jane tells her, like, I mean, he is very rich, but... There can't be anything worse than marrying someone you don't love. And Lizzie has to insist that, no, actually, I'm not marrying him because he's rich. I am in love with him. Like, I changed my mind a long time ago. Same thing happens with Mr. Bennett. So finally, he talks to her father, and Mr. Bennett calls Lizzie into his office to talk to him as well. And the whole time that Darcy was asking for his permission or blessing or whatever... She's thinking like, well, my dad's not going to forbid me, but I'm worried that I'm going to make him really upset. Yeah. Okay. He is upset. He's very worried. And he tells her like, I'm going to give you my permission, but I'm really worried for you because you have to marry someone that you respect. Like there, there's nothing worse than a marriage where you don't respect your partner. You know, you always hated him. Everyone knows he sucks. And she says, no, he actually did all this great stuff for our family, and I love him, and I do respect him. He's not as bad as we all thought. <laughs> when she tells him what, that Mr. Darcy was the one who paid for Lydia, Mr. Bennett is happy because he says, like, oh, that's great because I would have had to pay your uncle back. 
but all I have to do is tell Mr. Like tomorrow, just offer to pay Mr. Darcy back, and I'm sure he'll go on and on about how he loves you, and then I'll never have to pay him. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna say no. This is gonna be so easy. Great. And Lizzie's worried because she's like, Mrs. Bennett hates my mom. Hates Mr. Darcy. I wonder how she's gonna feel. She tells the mom they're engaged, and the mom immediately is like. He's so rich. That's great. You're going to be even richer than Jane. (laughs) And there's a very funny quote from Mr. Bennett where he says, I admire all my three son-in-laws highly. Wickham, perhaps, is my favorite. But I think I shall like your husband quite as well as Jane's. So he's joking? Uh, I mean, Mr. Wickham amuses him. (laughs) Well, we know that his favorite types of people are the worst types of people. So, yeah, that would be his favorite. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like he likes them. It's just his favorite. He likes watching what they do. Yeah. He enjoys their ridiculousness. Mm -hmm. So in the next chapter, this is where Lizzie and Darcy talk about how he came to be in love with her. Ooh, this is what we've all been waiting for. A little spiciness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Her spirits are starting to rise. She's been so stressed out this whole time, and she's like starting to feel playful again and she's like got those fine eyes sparkling yeah where where did this start and he says i can't i can't really remember exactly where it started it was too long ago i was in the middle of it before i even knew it had begun Mm -hmm. so charming right Mm. she says like i'm just wondering how because you were able to withstand my beauty and also i was always very rude to you (laughs) (laughs) well she says you're tired of women who are just doing everything to try to get your attention and go along with what they think you want it was probably just refreshing Uh, yeah so then jackie you can get to the thing you were waiting to talk about which is them writing letters to their (laughs) aunts This is the whole letter. I must trouble you once more for congratulations. Elizabeth will soon be the wife of Mr. Darcy. Console Lady Catherine as well as you can. But if I were you, I would stand by the nephew. He has more to give. Mm. So here's the funny part. I, until just now when we read that, thought that was what Mr. Darcy wrote to Mr. Collins. What? But that was Mr. Bennett to Mr. Collins. I thought Mr. Darcy you thought was he saying... he wrote a letter to Mr. Collins? I thought he wrote a letter to Mr. Collins referring to himself in the third person saying, Lizzie's gonna marry Mr. Darcy. Console Lady Catherine if you can, but stand by the nephew because he's got a little bit more. Wow. That's what I thought. That would have been so bad. He probably though. barely remembers Mr. Collins exists. I know. And I was like, wow, that's hilarious. And then as I was reading it, I was like, oh. Never mind. It's still <laughs> funny, but not as funny as you thought, right? That's the one improvement we could make to this novel. <laughs> Lady Catherine is getting, like, boxed out. Oh, yeah. She's done for. Done for. She's so angry that Mr. Collins and Charlotte leave to go visit the Lucases because Charlotte is happy about the marriage. And she's like, I have to run away from Lady Catherine for a little while. Also, I kind of feel bad for Mr. Berg. I mean, I'm... She wasn't interested in him. I know, but I just feel bad for her because... No one's going to marry her and she's sick and she's got Lady Catherine. She's independently wealthy. That's the best thing for a woman back then. Don't get married. She could be an author. Yeah, she could have written this book. (gasps) What if she and Lizzie become good friends and then she writes the book? Yeah, and then the main character of that book is called Mr. Berg. (laughs) (laughs) And Jane is the sickly one with no... Yeah, something like that. Jane just had a cold at Netherfield for the whole book and never got better. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, (laughs) Mr. Darcy has to hang out with... Elizabeth's like more vulgar relations and it seems he's uncomfortable but he puts up with it and she talks about how like she can't wait to get to Pemberley and get away from them all right we're at the final chapter Theo here I go you ready so what you're gonna predict the final chapter yeah do it (laughs) predictive oh I did read I did watch the end of the movie at double speed so I remember there's some sort of scene on the water and they're 
And he's kissing her. That's what actually purists were furious about, that it showed them kissing and, like, in a state of semi-undress. People were furious that they were being romantic and smooching a little bit. Yeah, I was waiting for the end of the book where I was like, where's the kiss? This is what actually happens at the end of the book. Ready, Theo? But you were watching this on double speed, Theo, so they were going... They were so just it was like, like smooch, 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 smooch. Mrs. Darcy, Mrs. Darcy, Mrs. Darcy. My pet. My pet on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Highly recommended. Watch it on two times speed. Okay, so <laughs> the end of the book is basically an epilogue. We find out that Mr. Bennett frequently visits Lizzie because he's kind of sad at home without his more sensible daughters around. Uh, Mr. Bingley and Jane can only handle living so close for a year, so they buy their own estate that's only 30 miles away from Lizzie and Darcy, which is great for them. Um, now that Lydia's gone, Kitty improves tremendously by hanging out with her more sensible sisters. Mary's having a great time because she no longer has her beautiful sisters around to constantly be compared to, and she gets to just study. That's awesome. Well, actually, she has to leave the house a lot more often because her mom wants someone to amuse her. So she is forced to go out of her shell. Yeah. She has to start making conversation with people. Uh, and yeah, she feels a lot more relaxed because her beautiful sisters aren't there anymore. So she no longer has to hear people comparing her to them. So she's really probably this is a great ending for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And doesn't Lizzie say it just takes practice to get good at socializing? Yeah. Yeah. So Mary has learned the lesson. Yes. That Darcy was supposed to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's the star all along. <laughs> Um, So Lydia writes them a letter, uh, an infuriating letter. Here we go. So she asks if Lizzie will pay her three or four hundred pounds a year. Wow. And Lizzie is like, "Mm, no, doesn't do that. But she does help them out every once in a while as she can. So Lydia never finds out that Wickham did the bad stuff that we hate him for. No, but it says that the two of them fall out of love with each other pretty quickly and that Lydia is never able to repair her reputation. So they don't have a happy marriage. (laughs) It says they're constantly bouncing from place to place, basically just trying to escape debts. And so is she. She can't. She she can't handle her spending either. So they ended up even worse than Mr. and Mrs. Bennett. Yeah. Wow. Much worse. But they're also both worse people. (laughs) Why do you think Jane Austen hated Lydia so much? I think it could have just been (laughs) teaching people a lesson. Like, this is what happens when all you do is marry imprudently for love or something. So we find out that Caroline Bingley is nice now. And that Georgiana does really well living at Pemberley with her brother and her new sister-in-law. Lady Catherine is furious for a long time and refuses to talk to them, but Lizzie is able to convince Darcy to, like, mend the bridges, fences. What is it? Build bridges. And she gets over herself eventually. Why does she even want want them to mend the relationship? She should just be like, great, he's, she's not talking to us. This is wonderful. Maybe she thinks it'll be easier for Charlotte or she feels bad for Anne or something. All the people getting proposed in my back bedrooms can just have privacy now. <laughs> yeah. So Lady Catherine gets over herself eventually and Lizzie and Darcy always remain on great terms with the gardeners. And that is how the book ends, by saying that they stay good friends with aunt and uncle i thought you were gonna say lizzie and darcy always stay on great terms with each other like they're just they're on good terms (laughs) i think they probably do do you think they ever have any fights yes oh no yeah because lizzie is fiery i think they probably argue and then they make up and it's fine i think healthy couples fight so healthy couples fight wait did it say did it say did they have kids or not doesn't say it's left up to us 
Oh, I hope they have five daughters. And they're just as much trouble as <laughs> yeah. Lizzie was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be great. She gives birth to the fifth daughter, and they look at each other, and they say, here we go again. <laughs> Another Lydia. <laughs> and then roll the credits. <laughs> so they waited till they had their fifth daughter to say, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect sequel setup, right? Okay, this could actually be really interesting because then that fifth daughter is going to grow up basically under lock and key because they know what happened to Lydia and they're like, we are not fucking letting this happen to our oh, our right. little Lillian or whatever her name is. <laughs> Theo, you said you didn't really care if Lizzie and Darcy got together. How were you feeling by the end? Oh, because by the time we got to the, the one chapter, you were like, this is what we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> We all meaning you. Me? You're clearly the most excited one there. I don't know. So what did you think? Were you happy at the end or were you like, oh, I still don't care? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm just trying to think about, I'm trying to remember what Darcy did and what Lizzie did. I'm trying to see <laughs> if I think they belong together. Because Darcy did a lot of like sneaky, nice things. And it seemed like in general their conversations were awkward and they, they had this sort of repartee. They, they were sort of sparring, yeah. right? And it was always like, mm. oh, Lizzie wins again. Yes. Yeah. Lizzie always of, wins. Kind of, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not the sort of relationship I seek, I think, but sure, why not? You would be so uncomfortable. <laughs> just empty repartee. Well, it's also just like, I just don't understand... I don't know, making grand gestures of spending $3 million. Well, on. you don't understand how much money he has. Like, that's not that much money. I mean, it's still a, a sizable chunk, but it's not that big a deal. Do you understand spending $3? Oh, okay. But, but I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, $3. That's more relatable. Maybe let's say for mm. you, like percentage-wise, maybe it would be more like, I don't know how much money you have, maybe like $30. So I, I can... <laughs> Save her sister's <laughs> reputation for $30. With $30. That's a deal. Yeah, I'd, t- I'd take that. Deal. <laughs> what situation is she in? Who's <laughs> the she? Or her life. You could save her life with $30. I don't know. Yeah, sure. And everyone should get together. It's love. Everyone should get together. Uh, it's love. I love that they're together. <laughs> yeah. You love it? Everyone. It doesn't matter who in the book. It just, everybody should get together. I, yeah, I'm kind of upset that not everyone ended up finding it. Uh, relationship partner like Martha Mary what if not everybody needs a relationship partner Mary <laughs> what if Mary's perfectly not. happy just doing her thing she doesn't ever talk about wanting a, a man everyone wants a man Jackie <laughs> that's what his face is saying they're the best <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was the whole point of the book that they all need to get men as long as you've got one real if rich man. If one of man, them marries wealthy enough, she can take care of the other sisters. And since two of them married really rich guys, they the pressure is totally relieved. Oh, very nice. Think about it like a Yu-Gi-Oh game. <sighs> Let's see if she can land this. Mr. Darcy is the head of... A blue-eyes white dragon. What's that guy? No, 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 no. Kybercorp? Kybercorp. Kybercorp? Kybercorp. Oh, the head, you're saying the head of Exodius. Okay, you're talking about the head of the Exodius. Card. That's what it is. Yeah. Because you said that Exodia. White Dragon isn't even that good of a card. So that's, I think, probably Mr. Bingley. No, Mr. Collins. No, no, no. Blue Eyes White Dragon is still a good card, but it's not the most powerful card. Here's the thing: is Blue Eyes White Dragon would be a great You've got card. That politician point on point. Blue Eyes White Dragon. Ich bin ein Blue Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> 
Blue Eyes Red Dragon is a great card. You just can't ever play it. You can't play it because it costs too much to play it. So who is that? I don't know which character that would be. <laughs> I don't know if there's one-to-one comparison. Uh, maybe it's Mary. It's Mary because... She's a great card that costs too much to play. They had to pay $3 million to get Lydia married. Imagine how much you'd have to pay to get Mary married. Oh. So is that supposed to be some sort of cruel irony that Mary doesn't get married? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh. I thought I had some great analysis. Is that supposed to be some kind of cruel irony that Kitty never turns into a cat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Theo. Just jumping in during the edit to do a little housekeeping. I'm not going to remind you to give us a rating or review this week, but still do that anyway. I'm here to announce that we have our first Patreon stretch goal. It's a pretty easy one to clear. We set out to get five new patrons. <laughs> At the time of recording this, we already got three new ones, so that means we only have two left. And personally, I think you should be one of those two. If we reach our goal, we will record a bonus episode on a work from outside the canon. We're currently taking on votes on what book this will be on our Facebook group. So it could be Bridgerton. Goosebumps, My Immortal, Twilight, Chuck Tingle, don't know what that is, or To All the Boys I've Loved Before. So don't forget to vote in our poll on our Facebook group, and also don't forget to become a patron. With a monthly donation of $3 or more, you get access to bonus content. Some recent content we uploaded for Patreon donors is a discussion of Yu-Gi-Oh. I bring it up so often on the podcast that we felt we needed to watch the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh and do a little commentary on it. And the second thing I've uploaded recently is the first two episodes of another podcast that we started months ago. It was called Your Brush With Fame. And we pretended we were famous and it was a pretty surreal and just frankly chaotic podcast. I can't explain why we did it or why we stopped doing it, but it's the same Jackie, Rachel, Theo vibe, just in a very different circumstance. So I hope you enjoy that. Don't forget to become a patron because that's the whole reason I interrupted the episode. The place to go if you want to become a patron is patreon.com slash fire the cannon. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-L-N dot com slash fire the cannon, spelled C-A-N-O-N. Back to Pride and Prejudice. I love the book. Are we, okay, let's put it in the cannon. Ploop, ploop, ploop. Are we firing that bad boy or holding our fire? All right, here we go. Theo? Theo? Wait, but I thought I thought I would, <laughs> I would be the one that we were waiting on, so you guys need to say first. You are, okay, holding the fire, obviously. Oh. Holding the fire. I'm striking that match. <gasps> <gasps> and blowing it out. Phew. Ooh. <laughs> I think that this is a book I do think Theo should read. It's a funny, like, quick little read. It's so funny. I think he would love Mr. Collins and Mr. Bennett. It is very funny. I deny that it's a quick read. (laughs) It took me forever. But maybe because you haven't been reading as much stuff from this era, I'm very used to it. Yeah, funnily enough, I used to read a lot more stuff from that era when I was a kid. Like, I feel like Robinson Crusoe. Mm Mm-hmm. I used to read that Swiss Family Robinson. Anything Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> Mr. Robinson. Let's get him on to talk about that. Island of the Blue Robinson. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I give it five stars. It's one of my favorite books. If I had to pick ten favorites, I know it would be on there. Well, I'll shoot. Maybe not. I don't know. Persuasion. One of the Jane Austen books would definitely be on there. Maybe even two. Why don't we say top 11 so you can be sure you put both of them on there? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if both of them made it in the top 10. They're both really good. Yeah, I don't have the special relationship to this book that I've had since childhood that Rachel does. But um, I think what I would do is I would like put off reading it because I was like, oh, I got to go through all these semicolons and figure out what's going on in these sentences. But then I would read it and I wouldn't want to stop. Mm. So you and the book aren't like Mr. Darcy and Anne. You're more like Mr. Darcy and Lizzie. The portrayal of emotions was good. I guess if I don't know if I had to change anything, I would say I want more like in the moment discussion. I don't want their the moment of their telling each other that they love each other. I wanted that to have some quotes in it. To have some quotes in it. Yeah, instead of them just saying like they talked and they discussed their feelings and then they were very happy. Like I want some more detail. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. That's just not what was going on back then. What are some hot takes on this? What's something that you think would be like taught in a literature class about this in college? And then don't say that. So I'm supposed to think of something and then I'm not supposed to say it. You mean say the opposite. Say an unpopular opinion about this book, Rachel. Oh, just simple stuff. Someone in the Um, Reddit thread said that maybe you'll agree with this, Rachel, and I'm just going to go ahead and not credit this person. Oh, gosh. um, If you're listening. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're crediting them. Someone said something pretty interesting, which was that every one of Mr. Darcy's lines can be read in multiple ways. So even from the beginning of the book, you can take everything that he says and you might think of it the first time you read it as what it just looks like on its face. But then after you read it multiple times, you start to discover the other meanings because you know more about the context and you know more about him and his past. Every single thing has multiple meanings and you'd have to read it multiple times to get it. You'd have to look at it from a different angle every time. So he's a master of double speak. Jane Austen (laughs) is a master of double speak and triple speak, maybe. This is what I'll say. Mr. Darcy's character has had an undeniable effect on the romance genre. Even though this book is not necessarily a romance book, It's just a book about stuff that happens to people. (laughs) And it's much more common for people to get married than for other crazy things to occur, you know? Like, this is just a common thing that happened Mm -hmm. in people's lives. The problem is that people learned the wrong lesson from Mr. Darcy in that the appeal of him is not that he's cold and aloof and a jerk, right? The appeal of Mr. Darcy is that he gets a critique from the woman And then he listens to that critique and internalizes it, and he changes based on it. Mm -hmm. But that's the problem is so many romance novels, they're just like, rich, hot guy who's a jackass? Perfect. This is all we need for a love interest. Yeah, he definitely does change. I think, though, that a lot more attention is paid to the fact that he was misunderstood. But part of the reason he was misunderstood was because he didn't really do a good job of making things plain. Like, that's part of one of the reasons that he pays for Lydia's marriage. He says, it's my fault that nobody knew how bad Wickham was because I didn't tell anybody. The thing is, it's not that he was just misunderstood, which is also, I think, uh, the wrong thing to learn about writing a love interest character. Is It's not that you were wrong all along. Right. It's that the, like, the truly unforgivable things she was wrong about. But the rest she was right about, and he does change. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right. both of them change. And that's what makes them a good couple. They do make each other better by the end of the book. Yeah, no, it's powerful in that way. Like, they, um, they're they able to be introspective and honest with 
themselves, which, like you said, the theme of the book might be self-knowledge. Yeah, till this moment, I never knew myself. Mm -hmm. Once you know yourself, that's when you can be in a relationship with someone. Oh no, there's a shocking study that reveals Mr. Darcy wasn't actually hot. A study? <laughs> yeah. Study? <laughs> what? I looked up Pride and Prejudice hot takes. Shocking study reveals Mr. Darcy wasn't actually hot. <laughs> According to their findings, he would have been slightly malnourished and pale due to lack of sunlight. He would likely have had loose, powdered, mid-length hair tied in a ponytail, with a slim oval face and pointy jaws. Pointy jaws? How many jaws does he have? So how many people worked on this? I think three. Two or three people. And it says in the late 1790s, upper class people didn't have square jaws. They had pointy chins and small mouths. A sallow, thin man with a ponytail and overdeveloped thigh muscles. I mean, I feel like a lithe ballet dancer type, that's fine. Malnourished. I'm not into the ponytail, but that's whatever. Very pale from lack of sunlight. Uh, powdered gray wig. Gotta love it. He had a powdered gray wig. You want to see a picture? I prefer the idea of them just sort of exhuming the remains of all <laughs> the wealthy people or something in the area and making a composite yeah. of that. Yeah, I don't know that I would have had my head turned by this man. Okay, I'm waiting for it to load. I'm scared it's going to look like someone I know. What was the point of this study? Just to find out what he would have looked like, probably. I'll post that on our Instagram. You want some hot takes? Okay, so I think um, here's a hot take. More shrubberies, actually. Here's another one. Uh, combine some of the characters. We don't need all three of the pointless daughters. Just make one of the pointless daughters. Just turn and, them into one human centipede. <laughs> yeah, more human centipedes in every book we read. That's my main hot take. So far, there haven't been any. I know. God, I just, that's why I'm so sick of all this. Oh, here's another hot take. Maybe do a little more with the... Uh, military coming through like maybe have some battle scene so theo's like here's my take there needs to be more violence fewer women <laughs> yeah and fewer women and children more fight there should have been a duel between mr bennett and mr wickham is that what you would have liked actually no i i don't think i have any interest in duels whatsoever <laughs> you want battles that's like a lot of a lot of duels yeah. at one time <laughs> and there's like so many doctors all just like i can't look anywhere <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know it just doesn't make any sense to me why dueling was ever a thing i'm just gonna put that out there. because that way you don't start blood feuds you can just confine it to the one incident yeah you, know, you felt so bad about that one facebook post that you made imagine how bad you would feel if you killed someone in a duel <laughs> i know that's why they shouldn't have happened that's not how to settle things. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's just comment on their posts. Do you think if we actually had duels, you would feel better about commenting on, rudely on people's posts? By by comparison. Um, well, I mean, I can always think about how I didn't kill that guy, even now. But it's not socially <laughs> acceptable. I can, and I do, always think about how <laughs> I... got a real like, Odysseus over here. You can pat yourself on the back, Thea. <laughs> What are more hot takes? Somebody else say some more hot takes. Uh, it's hard to have a hot take about this hundreds of years old book. Oh, they they could have done that. They could have actually done the scavenger hunt in London. Oh, with the gifts, yeah, a scavenger hunt. Yeah, they need to have more like diversions, like three chapters where they just talk about a scavenger hunt. Maybe three chapters where it turns into a murder mystery, <laughs> something like that. So you wanted more genres. 
Yeah, more genres, more, um, just more. I just want bigger, grander. You wanted it to be longer. You wanted us to have to do 10 episodes. Right. But see, now yeah. that we have so many listens from the Reddit, aren't you glad we have multiple episodes? Because maybe they'll get hooked. I don't know. I'm worried this episode isn't good enough. That's why I'm trying to come up with any sort of hot take I can. It, we don't have to have hot takes. Here's some more hot takes. There should have been more talk about who's sitting next to who at dinner. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know just who's sitting next to Elizabeth and who's not. I need to know who's sitting next to Kitty, who's sitting next to Lydia, who's sitting next to Mary. All right. So this has been a great book so far. So far. (laughs) (laughs) Join us next time for more hot takes. Next episode is just going to be hot takes about uh, PMP. PMP. Hmm. Are all the characters equally interested in having this sort of like clever repartee or whatever in their conversations? It seems like Jane isn't, right? She's just like sort of plain nice. Pretty much no one is. Bingley's a little bit dumb. He sometimes has a couple lines, but not that often. So it's mostly like Lizzie, Darcy, Mr. Bennett. Caroline has a couple little clever things, but mostly it's just mean. Yeah, I think Lizzie sometimes does the repartee as a way of like covering up true feelings. She's kind of sarcastic. Ah. Also to distance herself from people. I think she thinks she's better than a lot of people. Shit. Which mm-hmm. I guess is a little bit true, but maybe not to the extent she thinks it is. I mean, she is the main character. <laughs> she doesn't know? You think she knows? Yeah, of course she knows. Everybody knows they're the main character. I know I'm the main character. <laughs> of the podcast? Yeah. The producer? <laughs> I think in this podcast I am the protagonist. Because <laughs> <laughs> producer, protagonist? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Am I the antagonist? You both are. <laughs> well, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. We just came full circle. Antagonist, the even less successful pretzel franchise. Oh, antagonist. That's pretty antagonist. good. Antagonist. Man versus podcast host is one of the classic types of conflict in storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> I was video chatting with my parents and my brother, mm-hmm. and I said a joke that was stupid, and... They were sort of like, oh, yeah, that was a stupid joke. And my mom said, oh, I wish Jackie and Rachel were here. They would have torn you apart for that (laughs) one. (laughs) So that's the way your mom can savage you is by saying Jackie and Rachel would have because she's too nice to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's why you think we're the antagonist. It sort of put it in my mind. It it was the seed that, that grew. That made me realize that you are my enemies. It's been two weeks and you've realized that two of your best friends are, in fact, your nemeses. Yeah, in the podcast, at least. And I don't mean to be combative or anything. I'm just saying. You're my nemesis. I don't mean to be combative. You just breathe too much. And also, we're enemies. (laughs) We're locked in mortal combat. Yeah. Does your mom think it's bad that we tear you apart for stupid comments? No, she she loves it. Because she wants to do it. (laughs) She's living vicariously through you guys. No, I don't think she wants to do it. But she has told me that something she likes about the podcast is that you two give me a hard time and I just take it and it's funny. (laughs) You just take it. You push back all the time. I roll with it. I roll with it. Just take it. That feels a little different than rolling with it. Yeah, that's why I'm correcting you. Yeah. Okay, good. See how I just push back there? On yourself, on your, a <laughs> statement you made. Whatever. I like how he's just ignoring it now. He just said, whatever. 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 That's the best comeback. To say whatever. Yeah, Because there's nothing you can do about it. Mr. Darcy probably should have said that, and then he would have defeated Elizabeth. Oh, well, it's too hard to make friends at a ball or whatever she said. And then he, he could whatever. just go, whatever. <laughs> and she's like, you'll never get my little fingers. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> what else did she say? 
<laughs> oh, see these fine brown eyes? You can't lay a finger on these. And then he's like, whatever. <laughs> can't lay a finger on these. <laughs> That's what you think. I'm going to poke both those eyes right out. That's another good <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have done in the, the bullshit last scene of the movie where he's kissing all of her. Pluck your eyes out? Yeah, pluck them out. <laughs> Put him back in. Kiss him. Is that what you meant to say? That he should have plucked your eyes out to kiss them more efficiently? That's literally what he said. What is that? What is there? <laughs> how is the meaning unclear? Because he started to say something and I interrupted to say, pluck her eyes out. And then he said, yeah. Well, I was just going to say kiss the eyeballs. But then I thought, wait, yeah, maybe she's right. You can kiss all the parts of the eyeballs if they're plucked out. That's Ooh. his hot take. And that was. <laughs> wow. Theo's the new Jackie. Yeah, I knew you would come around. Plucking out eyes is cool. <laughs> Should we, like, explain where that comes so from? So you finally admit that you did want to pluck eyes out. Oh! Because for years, for over a decade now, you've denied it. <laughs> That's true. Who says what a decade is? Chronologers. <laughs> uh, do you want to explain what we're talking about, somebody? I don't know that I can explain. I don't really remember. Theo said part of the reason he didn't like me and Jackie at first was because he thought Jackie said she was going to pluck out her eyes and kill herself. And he thought that was so weird and gross and horrible. And then he had to, like, dislike Rachel by association. It was intolerable. Not handsome enough to tempt him. Jackie maintains that she never said that. Yeah, Jackie (laughs) never said that. You said something at one point about, like, jumping off something, like a roof, as obviously a joke. Well, we used to joke all the time about pushing each other off of the... The causeway. Breezeway. The causeway. Causeway. Pushing Jumping off the breezeway (laughs) or pushing someone off the breezeway. The my way. Where'd the I thing come from? Wasn't there something you said? I think it was baked in. It was all part of the the scheme. It was all baked in, (laughs) yeah. I probably said something innocuous, like, hey, Theo, great eyes. Innoculous? Innoculous. His eyes are... Would love to tear those out, and he thought... Oh, wow, that's weird. He was just being really judgy. But now he realizes it's fine to say that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've learned. I've learned. He's changed. Yes, he got he changed from a woman. <laughs> just like Darcy, yet again. <laughs> Ten years later, he was like, plucking out eyes is cool because you can kiss every part of them. And yeah. somehow that's weirder than what T.S. Eliot thought. What did he think? Something about consent and kissing feet? Ugh. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Yucko. If you let me pluck out your eyes and kiss the back of them, that's a special kind of consent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you want to know what we're talking about, go listen to our T.S. Eliot episode, because most of you have not. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're seeing the listener count. <laughs> you guys are all Yeah, in and trouble. I'm upset about that, we're because that was the only listeners. one that I had any that control over. That was a good over. episode. And, it was a fucking yeah. good episode. And anyway, I'm going to do another tie-in and say, yeah, it's that special kind of consent, and that's the main reason Odysseus's interaction with Polyphemus was so bad because he didn't get the consent. He didn't consent to eyeball. having his eye kissed by the spear. He plucked the eye out and kissed it without asking. Yeah, yeah. That's the only problem. Theo got so worked up that he had to take his hoodie off for that <laughs> to yell about eyeballs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done. If you just can't help but want to express your love and devotion and admiration for us, you can do so on our... Using money like Mr. Darcy did. Yeah, well, I'm going to do the admiration first and then the money later also like Mr. Darcy did. So if you'd like to give us um, some admiration, you can tell us on our Facebook page, either our conversation group or our official announcements page. You can officially announce your admiration for us yeah, if you want on that. <laughs> Go for it. We're on Facebook at Fire the Cannon Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Fire the Cannon Pod. Our Instagram is pretty cool. Our Twitter is kind of lacking. Don't worry, I'm going to work on it. If you want to secretly give us a bunch of money, but ask our uncle to take all the credit for it, you can head to patreon.com slash fire the cannon. 
or go to ko-fi.com slash fire the cannon. That's ko-fi.com slash fire the cannon. And as always, cannon is spelled C-A-N-O-N. Woo! Mic drop. Just kidding. Don't want to drop my mic. Do not drop that mic. It's already pretty broken. (laughs) It's already pretty broken. You can also hit up our website, firethecanon.com. That's <laughs> no, nope. no, 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 no. No, I'm just going to have to buy another domain. Cut that out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, go to our website. It's www.firethecanonpod.com. If you type in www.firethecanonpodcast.com, you will be redirected to Fire the Cannon Pod. Due to Jackie's error. <laughs> Due to Jackie's error. And Stephen's beneficence. Stephen's the real Mr. Darcy. Do not go to firethecanon.com. I don't know what you're going to find. This has been a great episode thus far. <laughs> do you think we can finish it up strong? Yeah. W- using what? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Five minutes ago, you said, I don't think this episode's good enough. Well, then we said some other stuff. I think so far it's <laughs> What been more is good. there? We just did the okay. sign off. Um, what more do you need, Theo, if we're going to finish strong? I just want to say thank you, too, for this, this great episode. And for know. the sandwich. We're going to tear you apart. <laughs> and for the Didn't sandwich. A- <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Mmm, filled my tummy. Thank you for that. I put extra vegetables on it because I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Should we mention that? I was in Texas and I didn't have power and I was cold and I couldn't go to the bathroom. Um, You had to use an icicle. We're not going to explain further. (laughs) (laughs) No. Let's leave it at that. Those were the original enemas. No, that's not what he did with it. (laughs) What? That's what it sounds like, though, Rachel. That you like had to plug yourself up or something because you couldn't use the. Power. You made it sound like physically it couldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once we got the power back, I got a special surprise delivery of a sandwich and some other things, and I said, "Who could this have been? Could it have been the person who earlier demanded that I tell her what food I wanted her to buy for me? Could it have been my favorite antagonist?" Antagonist. (laughs) I should have got you a pretzel. No, but thank you so much. That was great. I really did appreciate it. I thought it was really funny that you ran into the DoorDash guy in the hallway. No, it wasn't. wasn't I was walking out of my apartment to just like go take a walk. I don't live in like an apartment building. I just live in like an apartment above a restaurant. So I was walking out. So I was walking out the door and then some guy says, are you Theo? (laughs) And like points at me from like down on the street. And I was like, uh, yeah, but this is very odd. <laughs> because if I got a message for you and then he pulls out his gun. <laughs> yeah, right. That's even right. funnier. I didn't know it was um, like from down on the street. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he thought our gate was locked, but it wasn't. So he was like, here, I'll, I'll give it to you through the gate. And he like reached in through the gate. And you were like, what are you giving me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't order anything. But then I also just like wasn't thinking at the same time. So I like opened the gate at the same time he was reaching through it. So that was, there was <laughs> awkwardness about that. But And you broke his arm right in half but i tipped him so it's okay okay. yeah yeah that's fine (laughs) man it wouldn't take very much then to get into your apartment or whatever by deception like someone would just have to say are you theo and you'd be like yeah and he's like let me in and you're like i don't know why and then you just let him in yeah okay (laughs) that's what i do that's what you did Mm -hmm. i didn't open the door to my apartment (laughs) i didn't invite him in in case he was a vampire. Okay, so let's keep going. Um, I said I wanted to finish strong. I think we actually that story was actually a dip. I think we actually had a lull there. So <laughs> I, I want I want to finish strong and just say now we gotta say thank you to our very special listener. Thanks, Nell. Thanks, Nell. Thanks, Nell. Is that how you how that? So we always finish strong. <laughs>
Yeah. Nell, if your feelings are still what they were last April, tell us so at once. <laughs> if you want us to rip your son apart, we will do so. But a, a mere one, one word from you will silence us on this subject forever. Silence us forever. Yeah. <laughs>